we are back with my buddy Ryan Eaton. We're talking about financial advice and um, I listened to a podcast uh, that um, was just giving basic financial advice. And anytime I listen to something that speaks to me, I always take a time to re-listen to it, pull up my journal and write down my thoughts. And so that's what I did with this podcast. And I thought this would be good to talk about with a buddy of mine who we talk a lot lot about financial things and really a lot about all kinds of things. things. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, once again, all of these things, if you missed part two, are, are, are in the context of natural things, but we want to take that with a spiritual bent. And and I want to encourage you, like with your finances and with your money, we know it's about honoring God first and expanding his kingdom and, and establishing things in the, in the hearts of lives of others. So, you know, never take these things of like uh, motivating your own selfishness or, or motivating your life over into overconsumption. But at the same time, we don't want to be ignorant about these things. We don't want the children of the world to know more about finances than the children of God because we're not just called to be givers. We're called to be good stewards. And the better we are at stewardship, the more that we have to give and the, the more our lives can make a difference. And so that's that's kind of the essence of this. So we've talked about um, six things already. One, focus on earning more than spending less. Two, outsource things to free up your focus uh, so you can focus on growth. Three, words are powerful. You will never rise higher than your money talk. Four, have nicer things but way less things. Five, lower your stimuli, um, meaning free up your brain. (laughs) And six, get wisdom. Seven is an interesting one to me. We'll pick up with that uh, today. And um, I've seen this true in my own life. And I think this hits at kind of the spiritual narrative of have a why. And their point is, is most people reach a financial threshold that their life never rises above. Passion will push you to the next level and give you energy to uh, when you feel like sitting. Uh, why is essential to, to get you to the next level financially? You got to figure out that why and you've got to make it a focus in your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we all reach thresholds with everything. In our marriages, we yeah. reach thresholds and our physical bodies. We get to a place where it's like, oh, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah. The pants shit. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and so we get to places where we're comfortable. Yeah. And then we just kind of stop. And their point is, I think financially, we can kind of do that same thing. If we get to a place where we're comfortable and it's like, well, this is good for me. And we've learned how to live at that level and Mm -hmm. we've learned how to pay the bills and we've learned, you know, how to have a good life and that type of thing. Uh, But to to break through that barrier, you've got to find that why. And maybe you never find it. And that's okay too. But if you do want to go to that next level, I've seen in my own life that why is important. And I've even seen that in context of the church years ago when we just had phase one here at uh, Lakeland. Um, I'm like, this is good. We, we were debt free. Uh, we were running five services. Yep. I'm like, we're able to give what we wanted to give towards towards missions and that type of thing. And was at a place where we were just in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 29 years of, of age. I'm like, I, got, I could do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Never incur any debt. <laughs> I'm like, if this is as good as it gets, I'll take it every single day of the week. And on a Saturday, I was walking around the sanctuary and just praying. And the the Lord really dealt with my heart. And he said, you're robbing me. And I'm like, how am I robbing you? I give tithes and offerings. I look to expand your kingdom. He's like, you're robbing me in your thinking. Like there is more that you can do for me. And you're Mm -hmm. only seeing the level that you're at. And it's good enough for you. But there's so much more I need you to do for me. 
And that was not just on a ministerial level, but for a ministry, um, there was a level he wanted us and still wants us to get to financially um, that we can do more. And at that time we were giving about $500,000 a year. Uh, this year we've given over two, uh, $2 million um, to world missions this year as a church. And so you, I look at that now and I'm like, I was robbing him. If I would have stayed at that level, there would have been, been levels that we never would have gotten to without expanding our thinking about what God still wanted to do in our own life. Mm. Have you seen that kind of like in your life? And how do you disrupt that comfort once you've gotten there? You know, kind of going into the why with that contentment and drive two two things that you can get can get real fuzzy yeah contentment you want to be content but you can get too content like you were saying right. where hey, i'm happy where we go let's not <laughs> sit back and enjoy you know <laughs> and then there's drive which is a good thing pushing forward yes and then overdrive can aggravate everyone around you and it could turn into greed and other things yes. along those lines i think the why is the balance for contentment and drive. Yes. And so if you have that why, that importance, that factor out there that you're trying to push forward and it's bigger than yourself, yes. right? It's it's for the Lord. It's for your family. It's for the legacy. And not just from a prideful legacy standpoint, but from a this is what I need to accomplish. Yes. This is what the I'm doing something with the gifts and talents I've been given yes. to be able to hit these goals. And, and the why is the driving force behind it, you know, and it's what wakes you up in the morning. And, you know, I think your why typically will be something that you're passionate about. Yes. And God's put passion on the inside of each of us for different things. And if you have that why focused on that, it's kind of like the, the old statement, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life type thing. Yes. And and I think that's where your why will help push you to it. I, I've never, I hadn't heard it said like that with finances, but I, I completely agree. Yeah. It, I think it's a great point. Yeah. So out of that, like where I find my why, you know, is like you said, I think about what I want to do for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, I think about what I want to do for, for others, mm -hmm. which is a part of the kingdom for That's me. Right. It's like when we help people, whatever we've done until the least of these, we've done unto the Lord. Um, I want to be a blessing to people at Christmas. Yep. I, I want to provide Christmas for families. I'd like to do that for more. You do it for That's one. Right. It's like, I'd, I'd like to do that for more than one. Yeah. Like there's a, a lot of, I'd like to be a blessing to missionaries. And I've got to go on a journey to find that. How did you, because I think people would look at that and be like, well, that's easy for me. Uh, easy for you, Pastor Joel. You're your pastor. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's you know, <laughs> you're that's kind of the expectation. Do you don't do that. You know, that kind of thing. But for you, it's like in business and as a yeah. businessman, where do you find an authentic why that is pure? And what did that look like for you? Because I know you're there at that same place. How did you get that? Man, we I've been fortunate that I have a father and an uncle who lead our company. And they have a true heart for the Lord. They have a yeah. heart for missions. They have heart for that. So unlike a lot of people, I grew up in it. And I've been able to watch and see them and have that authentic why to know that, you know, I tell my team all the time, you know, achievement's awesome, but the impact is what we're going for, right? Like you know, we can... Achievement versus impact oh, it's is huge. so strong. It's huge. And so like, strong. hey, we can achieve these sales goals. And hey, it's a great, yeah. it's a pat on the back, it's a win. But what is it really doing? And that's the impact. It's, you know, saving these kids from being sexually molested over in Africa. It's helping teach these men a skill set so they can feed their families over in Mozambique. It's, you know, the missionary place in Guatemala. It's yeah. this or that. It's doing the things that have impact yes. and remembering at the end of the day, 
uh, my dad always says it, we are, we're a place of purpose. Mm. And, and we have a stone outside our office that says place of purpose on mm. there. And, you know, we know that, hey, our, uh, our income, a certain percentage of it over the tithe, et cetera, is going to do these things. And we support them and we talk about it and we do the Bible studies at the office on Friday and things like that to reiterate and talk about our why. Because if we don't, if you talk about your why once a year, if you look at your goal once a year, if you love your kids once a year, if you, you know, say I love you to your wife once a year, things, it's not really focused yeah. on. So you've got to talk about it and look at it. And to us, if we don't do that, it's easy for the why to slip. It becomes just another customer service call. It becomes yeah. just another sales call. Yeah. But if you understand and remind everyone, here's what we did. And we love getting videos from missionaries when they, hey, this is what yeah. this was able to do. And we play it for our teams. And they can see, oh man, you know, I might be just taking a phone call, but my phone call might just save the client, which saved this little girl from being sex trafficked. Yep. And you see stuff like that, man, yep. that's impact. And yes. that's what, that's your why. And uh, so having a why like that and knowing it's just bigger than, it's it's a bigger why than a faster car, a yes. shinier, newer car, a bigger house, an extra garage, or whatever the case may be. Yes. It's got to be something bigger than just stuff. Yes. The stuff will come, but it's you got to have a purpose there that's kind of pushing you forward to have that impact. Yeah, I love that. Like, even on a practical level, like for me and Pep, this past year, the Lord really dealt with our heart to give a certain amount to young couples a month. Yeah. Like, to pick one young couple a month and to just bless them. Um, and it was the same amount each month. And so I'm like, okay, immediately my mind went to point number one of like, how can I budget for that? Yeah. Of like, what can I cut? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Yep. Like, how can I believe God for that? What extra income mm, or opportunity could I create to do that? And sure enough, every month we were able to hit it, but I got so much fulfillment out of that. Why? And cause I could remember being a young couple. Um, and we talked about that in a podcast. So oh, both yeah. of us had families young <clears throat> That's right. and we know what it's like when it's like, we need a sofa yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, genuinely. <laughs> like we it. need a sofa yeah. or we need plates yep. or like we, we'd like decent silverware or like any of those kinds of things. And to help young couples with those projects was just so much fun this year. But that was a why that pulled us I to a new that. place. Do you remember when you were probably 23, 24 and someone blessed you with a dinner? how much it meant to oh, you. It was I mean, like it meant the world yeah, to you. Everything. And it's as we grow and as finances increase yes. and as things increase, it, 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 I hate to say it, but sometimes that gratitude takes a little That's bit right. more. That's right. And I'm telling you, we at get that spoiled. age, oh, we do. Yeah. We get spoiled at that age. You think you're in a tough spot, Yes. you know, when you're having to budget every penny and look at everything. So you don't, you can pay the electric bill or whatever the case may be. But man, those blessings at that time, it's so easy to be blessed. Yes enjoy that yes. that's to me at least that's what it was for us yeah and so i would say like even if you're at a level financially where maybe you say like pastor joel i'm really struggling you know just in my own life find a why even outside of yourself uh, focus on being a blessing in some way and it will come back to you but you'll see like there's a different level of motivation that comes from that than from other things but uh have a why i think is a great one that's a good one um Next one is everything is an investment or withdrawal. And their, their point was this is you have friends who are making investments. Right. You have friends who are making withdrawals. 
Um, there are, is some television. It's an mm -hmm. investment of mm -hmm. like, you just need a break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but then it can very easily shift into your, it made, it took a withdrawal. You yep. watch it all night and it took, it took far more out That's of right. you than it put in you. Uh, there are some trips there, they're investments. You need it. You need the rest. You need to get away. Uh, and to think strategically about planning a trip as an investment. That's right. Like, yes, it costs, but like it's an investment in my creativity. It's an investment in my peace, investment in my family. That's right. An advancement in my marriage. That's right. Uh, but then there's some uh, withdrawals of like, you took that trip, you spent a lot of money, but no one had any fun. Uh, you went into debt for it. Now you're accumulating. So yeah. but everything in life is an investment or That's a right. withdrawal. And if we can focus on that a little bit That's more, good. it helps us. What are your thoughts on some of those things? Man, I would agree. Uh, I think it is. You know, and choose to invest in reading a book or sitting down and binging on the sofa, yeah. you know, or whatever the case may be. I think, though, too, like you said, sometimes you just need that mental break. Yeah. We're, you know, big, you know, key word in our top society today is mental health. And, yeah. and, you know, I do think there's some times with relaxation or reading or watching TV, whatever it is, you need some peace time, some yes. downtime, some sitting by the pool time, whatever the case may be. So I do, but I think everything's an investment or withdrawal. That's that's very fair on your finances. It's very fair on your time, your marriage, all that type of stuff. Every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Yes. And every time I say no to something, I'm saying yes to something else. So it kind of goes in that same type bucket as well. It's it's intentionality. Yes. And, and is this worth my time? Is yes. this a good thing for me to do? Is this going to bless our family or is it going to pull back from our family? Yeah, you know? and knowing when it's getting overkill mm -hmm. and like knowing how to shut off that switch and listen to the, the, the spirit on the inside and be like, no, stop watching that. That's stop it. playing that. Yeah. Stop buying that. And like come back and be like, I can invest this money or I can spend it. I can invest this time or I can spend it. I can invest... Um, in this relationship where I can, you know, spend my relational equity and, and yep. you know, have a conversation that <laughs> yeah, took, so took more out of this that's to put true. into it and that type of thing. That's so so I, I like, like that. It. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, number nine, and there's two more. Number nine, take massive ownership of your situation. Mm. Um, and this is their point is you are where you are because of your past decisions. You will be where you are 10 years from now because of your current decisions. Make wise choices. Your life is a direct result of your past actions. If you don't agree with that, you have already lost. That's good. And basically their point is, it's like that. And I, I preach this message several times throughout my, my ministry, but it's you are either a victim or a victor. Mm -hmm. And the victim is always looking at all these things outside of my choices yep. as to why I am where I am. Yep. Uh, my father died or this was unfair or I never got the education that I wanted or I didn't get into the school I wanted to get into. And I have all of these things um, that I'm, I'm looking at and I'm using them to blame as to why I'm not achieving financially. But if I want to, or in any arena, but if I want to break out of that, it's like, I've got to take massive responsibility and massive action. It's like, I can't control what happened to me, That's but right. I can always control how I respond to it. Mm -hmm. Let me take massive action in my life today. Let me, you know, begin to invest. Let me begin to save. Let me begin to, to have creative time with the Holy Spirit. Let me begin to cut my stimuli. Let me begin to get wisdom. Let me, but 
whatever it may be, I've got to take responsibility for my life. Yeah. Uh, what does that speak to you on take massive ownership of your situation? <laughs> you said it. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you add to that. Uh, oh, thank, Did thank you have them. a moment like that in your life where it's like, oh my gosh, yes. I've got to figure this out? Yes. Uh, where after college, uh, I had some different eye-opening things happen to me where I read a book by Jack Canfield uh-huh. called Success Principles. And uh, I had someone recommend it to me. I read it, and the first chapter of the book was take 100% responsibility for your life. Mm. That was the chapter. I remember I read it at like 67 chapters in the book, and each one of them was about six to seven pages. Okay. I read that thing. I've read it probably 10 times now to this day. Mm. And it's, it's great nuggets all throughout. But I can tell you that, unless you take responsibility, man, What's the point? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's always somebody yeah. else's fault. That's right. You and, can only uh, control what you right. can control. That's right. I, you know, and and I agree. Some things will happen to us that we can't control. We can control our attitude. We control how we respond. We can't always control that a tornado came and hit yep. the house. We can't control this or that. But how we handle it from that point forward, we have to take responsibility for and we quit blaming others. So, yep. but but you nailed it. <laughs> what you said. I'm gonna try to add to that. I like it. Okay. Last one, number 10, don't spend money on labels and brands. And their point of this was get out of the consumer mindset and stop allowing yourself to be manipulated um, by society and advertisers. Only spend money on things you really like. And their point is, is that we live in a world where there's so much marketing to us. Now, even on social media, the people that we follow are paid by companies to market their products. And that's a big place of where advertisement is being, advertisement dollars are going. They don't really like it. They're just being paid by this company to tell you they like it so that you will like it and you will go spend money. And their point is, is because we're overstimulated and watching all these people wearing these brands, driving these cars, doing these things, we have have unhealthy desire in us, a desire that is not intrinsically ours, yeah. or like we believe as Christians, coming from the spirit of the Lord. And so cutting out stimuli and being like, I'm not going to allow myself to just be marketed to. That's right. Uh, like, let me really mind my own heart and to see what desires are there, that I don't have to have that just because they have that. Who, who determined that that was that great anyway? Like, That's where right. did a lot of these That's things come true. from? questioning those things. What are your thoughts on that when you hear something like that? I think it's easy in society to see someone who's looks happy, right? And you see their highlight reel of, you know, all the different things and the stuff they have. If I had that, I'll be happy. And it's not true, right? Like we, we, we know that. Um, and I think it's easy to get sucked into that. Oh, if I had that Mercedes, Oh, if I had that Louis Vuitton, Oh, if I had that, you know, nice meal, or I could go there to eat. It, it, oh, then I'd be man. It, it's it's not the case, right? right? It's uh, there are certain things like for me. Uh, I like a certain brand of hunting gear called yes. Sitka, and it's really nice. <laughs> but it's amazing yes. quality. Yes. It lasts. It's got a hundred percent lifetime warranty yep. on it. You know all that type of stuff. So I'll buy that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and do that, but. It's not that, oh, I got to have it because so-and-so has it, yes. right? Well, and I could tell, quality. even like when you talked about it just then, you could see the heart of like, I think what God wants and the heart of like, I think what they were talking about is joy and peace. Yeah, that's it. It's like, if Good you sign. really Good enjoy sign. it, that's, that's like, right. 
take it there. That's right. But don't take that in every arena of That's life. Right. That's right. Of like, uh, for me, I genuinely don't care about the clothes that I wear or shoes. I like, uh, for some people, that's a thing. And that's right. If that's your thing, great. Uh, but for me, there's other things that I do care about that, you know, truly do that's bring right. me joy. Um, but like focus on those things and don't feel like you have to have, um, you know, an item simply because somebody else marketed yes, it to exactly. you. Yes, exactly. That's a quick way to go broke. Yes. <laughs> and you're still not happy afterwards. No. <laughs> it's yeah. like a double whammy. That's right. Yeah. But I think that, I think that that point really comes with the lower your stimuli. Yeah, that's right. That if I'm, if I'm cutting out a lot of these other things that are, you know, constantly marketing to me by shutting off uh, social media and shutting off some of these other things that are constantly, you know, feeding me from the outside desire that my inward desire does become more authentic Mm -hmm. and my inward desire does become more pure. I bet if there was a study on that, you could say that people who spend more time on social media have more fake desires, right? They want things because they saw someone else with it rather than them truly wanting it. I don't know that. Yeah. be a fact. Let me be be very clear on I that. But I would that's guess true. that's probably yeah would line up. Well, you know, I, I I had this thought. I was talking to some ministers the other day, and I, I I had this thought of like Esau and Jacob. Of Jacob went through two seasons of his life where he knew he needed to change. In one, he tried to become his brother to be blessed by his father. And so he took on who he he thought his brother was and made his arms hairy like his brother's, made his voice try to change like his brother's. And then it's like, Father, bless me. But it wasn't him. Mm -mm. He was, it was Jacob, but it wasn't. He picked up who he thought he had to be from Esau. And he got what he thought he wanted. He got that blessing, but it brought pain in his life. It put him in Laban's house. He had to leave his his brother. He lost his family. You know, all of these kinds of things. So he got what he thought he wanted, what what was being marketed. He got what he thought he wanted, but it didn't bring any life. And then on his way back home, he knows, I'm still not who I want. And instead of trying to become his brother, he wrestled with God. And in this wrestle with himself and God, he's there. And he is blessed by God in being him. And not having any of Esau on him, it's just an authentic heart of, I will not let go until you bless me. And out of that, it was an authentic blessing that not just blessed him, but brought restoration with his brother and set up a lineage of faith mm-hmm. of the children of Israel literally being born out of him, um, you know, and, and that type of thing. And, and I think the same thing is true with us. Like if we can lower our stimuli, stop looking at Esau, stop looking at like what he's walking in, stop, you know, being marketed towards that life, you know, that type of thing, just genuinely wrestle with God and ourselves of like, what's in me? Like, yeah. what do I want? God, what do you want That's for right. me? That's right. That out of that, that pure desire would come and it would be a blessing that, that is added with no sorrow. Man, to that's it. right. Um, and, and nothing. That's good, man. Happen. I like that. Yeah. I look forward to the message on that one. Right. We'll have to, we'll have to do it. I appreciate you, buddy, man, all the man. time. And, and thank y'all for listening to us, watching us. We will catch you next time.